Hello everyone and welcome back to the Destiny Domesticated Podcast and it's your host, Destiny. Um, it's been a little bit. <laughs> I feel like I always say that. I always say that and because it has been a little bit. I don't even remember the last time I put out an episode, but it was definitely last month. We are in February. It's February 13th today, 2.41 p.m. as I'm recording this and I don't know, there was something that I that I really wanted to talk to you guys about because I experienced this and now thanks to the glorious glorious resource that is TikTok, I realized that there are many many other women out there who have also experienced this. And I don't know, I feel like as women, we are more connected to each other than men could ever be. And I'm not saying that like in some weird, oh, you know, women are better than men situation. It's just that like, I feel like a woman's body and mind are so much more complex um, compared to a man. Like, I feel like they have no inner like workings to themselves like they're just men but with women I feel like we're just like these deep divine creatures that like get each other and the things that we experience um individually and together are things that like men would never understand you know like it's I don't know it's it's the same way like for an example this is crazy whenever my sister got pregnant with my second niece um my mom didn't have her period at all. She didn't the entire time that my sister was pregnant. And the thing is that my mom and my sister don't even live near each other. Like people usually will say that, oh, women who live close together, like their cycles will sync up together, which that on its own is like hella cool. But my mom was a truck driver. So she would constantly be in different states all over the place. And her body was still in sync to my sister. She didn't have a single period until after my niece was born and my sister got her first period after being pregnant. Isn't that crazy? Like, I don't know. I feel like our, our, the way that our, our bodies and our mind work, they're so, it's so unusual, but it's it's so cool. Now, don't get me wrong, <laughs> there's nothing, like, fun or cool about, like, periods, ill, menstruation. Not, not, not ill, but, like, oof, you know, like, not a fun time, not fun, not glorious, not cool. But, um, <sighs> that's not what I wanted to talk about today. I did want to talk about, like, how cool the human body is, or women's bodies are, you know, but I had a dream baby dream this week and uh, if you haven't had a dream baby dream yet I don't know whether to consider you lucky or unlucky because I feel like as much as it is a nice thing it's kind of heartbreaking a little bit so basically essentially what a dream baby dream is is that you dream that you either like are pregnant and give birth to a baby and you like take care of that baby or your baby already exists and in this dream you're taking care of this baby and you're just nurturing it and it's your baby but the thing is that everyone who well not everyone I'll say like 90% 
of what I've seen with women who have experienced dream baby dreams is that they have like this really strong attachment to this baby that doesn't exist to a baby that we had in our dream and so it's just that how does that happen and why does that happen why do we have dreams about these babies and we get so attached to them that whenever we wake up the next morning we feel empty or that something is missing and some women have even like gone as far as to say that they honestly looked for their dream baby because it felt so real and I have had two dream baby dreams before and this most recent one that I had was crazier than the one that I had before because he had a name my dream baby's name was Elijah and I remember looking at him and he was he was bald because he was he was like basically like new he was a brand newborn baby and he was so little and oh my goodness he was white af and he had blue eyes (laughs) he had blue eyes i mean which would make sense because like the person who was his dad in my dream has blue eyes so i mean it could have been a possibility i don't know um And his name was Elijah, and I don't know, like, dude, I fell in love with that baby. Whenever I woke up, I felt so heartbroken because I'm just like, where's my baby? Like, I miss him. Like, I hope that he's doing okay because it's just, it's almost as if you feel them. Like, you can feel the warmth coming off of them, and it's like they're so real in that moment it's ridiculous like why does that happen to us I don't understand it feels like it feels like a form of like weird and unusual punishment um but I think I don't know I don't think I mean I don't know what it is I haven't researched it I probably should have I probably should have but I didn't but Okay, I'm going to look it up and see, like, if, if the internet does say anything about it, but I'm just going to, like, take a guess on what I think that it might be. Okay, so my opinion on what I think that um, dream babies dream babies are, or why we have dream baby dreams, is I think that, um, because... There are certain people, as I said before, who have dream baby dreams and they are terrified about them. They're thankful that they wake up and their dream baby is not there. They did not have a positive experience with their dream baby. I personally think that women who have dream baby dreams, it's kind of like this weird manifestation that you create in your mind not knowing that you do and that... It's kind of your brain telling you something that you already know, that you want a baby, that you've thought about having a baby, and that it's something that just lives in your brain and is constantly going through your brain, and it's it might be set off by little things like seeing babies online or seeing toys or babies' clothing, and you're not thinking about it directly that like, oh, I want this I want a kid, but you see something and it's just storing in your brain and it's kind of just like manifesting in there these thoughts that turn into dreams. And I think that that's like where baby dream babies come from is that it's the desire to have a baby and since we cannot have them or we don't have them here in like 
earth our earth realm or whatever our undream realm that we create what we want in our dreams because we can dream whatever in our dreams and that's kind of our way of getting them like I don't know I don't know if it makes sense or or maybe not even that it maybe it could just be um your brain telling you that like this is what you want or like maybe like you're ready or hey this is we're just gonna let you experience it to see what it's like I mean I don't know I haven't the slightest idea I haven't the slightest idea of what it could be about but I'm gonna look it up um why do we have dream baby okay now before um before I look this up, okay, no, no, okay, maybe that wasn't it. Maybe I should look up why do we get so attached to our dream babies? Why do we get so attached to our, if I could spell, that would be great, dream baby. Okay, so before I even look at what that says, I want to talk about, like, some of the things that people have said, like, theories on what dream babies are. That's, like, interesting to me. So, I've mentioned that I don't really believe in anything. So, like, other dimensions and realms and stuff like that, that doesn't that doesn't feel like a belief system to me or anything like that. That just sounds like something that's, like, science and far beyond my understanding. But it isn't something that I completely counsel out or don't believe in because I saw Dr. Strange <laughs> I don't know it could be true I mean this world is infinite this galaxy universe whatever is so vast and massive and huge that the possibility for anything could be possible you know like I don't know the possibilities are endless anything could be real realistically it just comes to the point of like if you believe it or not but one lady talked about how dream babies are babies that we have in other um like is it dimensions like that dream babies are our babies from other realms or other like realities because you know there's the whole idea that there are hundreds and hundreds of like realities going on is it realities what is it um dimensions I don't know that we are living our same lives but there's a hundred thousand however many different ones so the way that our lives play out are different and all of these different dimensions and that our dream baby is actually one of our babies from another one of our lives and that's why we have this connection to them because I guess when you're dreaming, maybe you're crossing over to another realm or something. I don't know. And that you have this connection with this kid because it's your kid, but just not in the world that you're living in, not in this realm. And that, I don't know, that kind of gave me comfort in a way. It's just like, I don't know why we do. I don't know (laughs) the answer for any of this stuff, but hearing someone say that this little baby little baby Elijah could possibly have been my kid in some other life or is my kid in some other life somewhere out there in the universe in a different realm 
that brings me comfort, you know, knowing that I, hey, my little dream baby, like, I got to meet you, even if it was for a little bit, and I don't know who you'll be, I don't know, you know, what's going on, if I'm taking care of you, uh, if your dad's ever gonna come back, because in my dream, he left us, so, wow, maybe that's a, maybe that's a sign, maybe that's the universe telling me, hey, if you have a kid with this man, he's gonna leave y'all, he's gonna leave y'all, at the family function, this man left us at the family function, he sent me a text at the family function saying, I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be in this family anymore, what, through text, you couldn't even have the decency to, like, tell me to my face, he sent me a text and that man was gone, and I, I was already a single mom, like, at day two. I just I barely had the kid, like, a week ago or something. And I'm like, damn, you waited to this moment to decide that you're dipping? So maybe that's the universe saying, like, hey, look, you have this child, and he's beautiful, and, you know, you love him. But pick a different dad. Pick a different dad. <laughs> maybe that's the universe. Okay. Okay, so this isn't, this isn't, this isn't, um isn't the answer but this is someone's experience and I want to read it and see if it's any um if it's any if it's close to mine okay so it says does anyone else get emotionally attached to someone after you meet them in a dream um okay no no well I don't know I'm trying to talk about dream babies though um, why are we so attached to things? No. Come on, I want to know about dream babies. Oh, it doesn't see, I don't see anything. I don't see anything about dream babies on here. There's like nothing about dream babies. Everything that I have seen and gathered about dream babies has come from TikTok based off of other women who have experienced the same exact thing. And maybe there isn't enough information and knowledge about this phenomenon <laughs> for people to even create anything about it. Because maybe there is nothing that you can gather from this. But it's just crazy that it's women who are experiencing this and we get so attached to something that we've never met before like I've had dreams about people I've had dreams about things but every time I have had a dream baby dream it is not the same thing like I literally re-downloaded reinstalled sims on my shitty ass laptop just so that I could create me and Elijah because I didn't want to forget him. Because I couldn't stop thinking about him. And, and sometimes I still think, I do still think about him. It's weird. It's crazy. I don't know why it happens, but it does. But another thing that I saw was that, which also brings me comfort, is that this lady said that she used to constantly always have dream baby dreams about this little baby girl that she would, that, that she had or whatever. And she said that, eventually when she ended up having her own child it was a girl and she looked exactly like her dream baby isn't that freaky dude the world is crazy like what if i end up having a little elijah one day a little blue-eyed white baby who is that whose white baby is this from the mouth from the caucus who i don't know but I, that, that happened and it was crazy to me and it kind of just like made me start to wonder, you know, what kind of parent would I be? 
what kind of parenting route do I want to go? Because I think I mentioned this before. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it before in my love child um, episode, which was just emotional wreck. Please don't. I was going through it, y'all. Okay. But I am very interested in childhood development, um, early childhood development, and just parenting in general. It's something that I'm super passionate about. Um, I don't know why. It might just be because I have a desire to just like do things totally different than what was um, acceptable with parenting when I was growing up and just like the world around us and what parents think is good parenting. Now, I feel like it's hard to just say, like, oh, that's not good parenting, that's not good parenting, but there are definitely things that, like, you know right off the bat that are just, like, no, X, 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 like, no, um, but it's also just, it, it really does stem a lot from just wanting to be an advocate for children. I feel like they are a very misunderstood, um, easily belittled abused just unadvocated for group of people like not animals not objects but like human beings I feel like a lot of people don't even see children as being human beings and that's why understanding the mind of a child and how they work is so important to me because I don't want to be another adult who makes a child feel like they aren't even human and in understanding like how they work so that you know <clears throat> you don't just fly off the handle because they do something not even knowing like what it is that they're doing you know sometimes i feel like adults just put children place children to adult standards when we have had years and years and years of practicing being a human, <laughs> of messing up, of getting things right, of just like going through the ups and downs of life. How are you going to expect someone who is brand new to the world, who has only had a handful of experiences, to have the same grasp of the world and life as we do? I never understood why adults do that. Why a kid spills something and your automatic response is to blow up, to smack them, to yell at them, to degrade them, to blow a situation up to the max of proportion rather than just understanding that this kid literally doesn't even have the coordination to pour something in a cup properly yet. Or why in the world did I even place these things here for a child to make a mess with you know like I don't know but I watched this show called The Parent Test on Hulu and it's basically just describing or trying to oh yeah it does describe many different parenting styles <sighs> excuse me and the parents have to go through a series of tests and they're trying to basically Eliminate each parenting style to come up with a conclusion of which parenting style is the most effective when it comes to raising emotionally intelligent children who have the tools that they need to navigate the tricky world and how to regulate their emotions and how to just be an upstanding person when it comes to communication and all of the things in between. And again, 
I feel like shows like this are beneficial in a way only because they do really showcase the different the different types of parenting styles that are out there because it it, it isn't it isn't a thing to just say oh there's gentle parenting and there's strict parenting like there are so many ways to raise a child and almost every parent is going to be different and what the things that they do you know what the things that they do but with shows like this, it really does open your eyes to the very, very different ways of parenting that are out there. And there's so many of them. There are so many of them. But whenever it comes down to, like, placing, you know, parents and kids against each other and determining which parenting style is the best, dude, you don't know how kids are going to behave one day. They could be, like, sweet angels, do everything right one day, and then suddenly decide that they don't want to do that one day you know some of the kids are way older than the than the than some other kids so they have a better understanding of how to react in certain situations and some kids you know are just different depending on how they are parented some kids need different styles of parenting you know it it, it can vary depending on the child you can't just parent every single kid the same you need to see what that kid needs and what kid doesn't need that so the show so shows like this i feel like are kind of more so trying to point fingers and really like emphasize on what society wants people to believe are good parents and what what they want society to believe are not good parents because what i've seen is that even with these parents that identify themselves as parenting in a certain way they do cross bridges so much more than I think they think they do you know it's just like you're you say that you're strict but it doesn't seem like you're entirely strict or you say that you're you know um a religious household but like y'all are doing this and this and you're not really sticking to what you say and you're adopting you know practices from this parenting style and this one and this one this one so it's just like I don't know the show is weird I enjoy watching it because I feel like the um the guy on there who is the psychiatrist or whatever it is that he is um he gives out good information and good tools and it is interesting to see how children do interact in these like tests just to like pick up pointers and and information to adapt into your own you know parenting style one day but it does it does make me think like I said before it's like what kind of parent would I want to strive to be? I see all the time um, that people are automatically shunning gentle parenting, but excuse me, <clears throat> if anything, that's probably the route that I'm going to end up going down just because um, hitting, <laughs> yeah, it's a no for me, dog. You know, like I'm, I'm, I would never be an adult let alone a parent whoever puts my hands on a child i'm sorry i don't even put my hands on adults you know, so it's just like if i don't hit adults and i'm not a fighter i've never been a fighter never gotten a fight in my life what makes you think that like the first person who i who i do end up squaring up with is gonna be my kid like what no like imagine that like i have to do this because i love you you, you most definitely don't have to. Like, you do not. Like, no one is forcing you. No one is making you. 
that's a decision that you're making. Um, so no, the whole hitting route, like it's never going to be for me. I feel like as much as people don't want to have these sort of conversations in the very early stages of a relationship, I feel like if you're entering a relationship, okay, the goal is that you're in that, you're in that shit long, long term, right? Like that's the point. Like if y'all don't make it clear that like, Hey, we're going to be in a relationship versus just like friends with benefits or like messing around, the end goal should be to be end game. You know, it's just like, you're going to be with me, I'm going to be with you, blah, 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 blah. Like, if that's what we're going for, then okay. And if that's the goal, I feel like some people do get standoffish and afraid about having that conversation about marriage and kids in the early stages of a relationship. But it's important to lay down that foundation early because you want to have an understanding of, like, what to expect and what your partner is expecting from that relationship, you know, you don't want to be in this thing and X amount of months, X amount of years down the line, you finally decide that or figure out that your significant other, in fact, does not want to get married at all. And that's something that you really, really want. And you know that they're not going to compromise for you. And maybe you don't want to compromise for them. So it's just like all of that time, it's it's gone. Or you find out down the line that this person had no intentions of wanting kids at all and you want a family that's something that you've always wanted what do you do I I feel like those are two things like we're not talking about like this person wanted a dog and I didn't want a dog or I wanted to live out in the country and this person wants to live like more in the city or in the suburbs like that's whatever you can you can get a dog (laughs) You can just walk to the to the animal shelter, fill out a thing, get a dog, get a cat, you know? You can move anytime that you want to. I mean, you can't move anytime that you want to, but you can move around. Like, that is not permanent. But, but when you're talking about big life decisions like kids and big life events like marriage, then those are definitely things that you need to have an understanding about early just so that y'all can lay it out and nobody is end up and no one ends up being surprised no one ends up feeling like ambushed or attacked later down the line when you find out that the things that you did or didn't want that person didn't want or did want and it's just gonna make the relationship weird you know but I also feel like if y'all do end up talking about that sort of thing you know, hey, do you want marriage? It's, like, it doesn't have to be where, like, let's talk about getting married. Like, no, it doesn't have to be anything like that. Just simply say, hey, you know, I know that we just started dating, but I was curious. Is marriage something that you're interested in down the line? Or did you ever, like, want to get married? Is it something that you want? Is it something that you don't want? And what about a family? Have you ever thought about having kids? Do you not want kids? How many kids would you, you know, say that you would be okay with having? Where do you draw the line with kids? You know, like, it doesn't have to be a weird conversation. It, it It's not a weird conversation to have if that is a person who you are planning on building a future with. Talking about your future is never going to be a bad thing. It's never going to be a bad thing. That is like open communication. That is what 
it's important in relationships but it's just like if y'all do have that talk and y'all both come to the conclusion that you do want a family <clears throat> that's where things start to get more complicated but I feel like it's necessary so I saw this TikTok that from this lady who was mentioning um something that is super super important whenever it comes to kids and talking about kids with your significant other um because there has been this trend going on on TikTok with all of these women and I feel so bad for them talking about how their significant other has completely um looked the other way at them after having a baby like the whole trend is basically like after we had our baby my husband doesn't even look at me the same anymore like what why is that a trend why is everyone like tuning in it's ridiculous excuse me it's, it's honestly very sad um but I saw a video and a lady was talking about that, but she also mentioned something else that is very, like, you know, big in that whole thing as well. And it's that, um, people don't ever talk about how they're going to parent in the beginning, you know, or by the time you have your kid, y'all have no idea how y'all are going to parent that kid, and then the parents end up arguing and fighting about the way that they discipline discipline the kids and just like how they parent the kids in general because it wasn't anything that was ever discussed and she said that like one of the main things that you need to talk about with your partner is how you were raised as a child because they said that a certain certain percentage of people end up parenting the same way that they were parented and listen (laughs) if you know that your significant other came from a troubled toxic household y'all I'm not saying that that's 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 how they're going to be but a high number of people believe that their parents did it right you know yeah see I the thing is that I was never a kid who got like spankings or got hit like I probably only got a spanking like twice in my life um I hear my I hear my dog barking um and I yeah so I I didn't ever have to worry about that now the things that happened in my childhood are also not good I had parents that were not super affectionate I had parents that weren't super active because my mom was a single parent and she was busy, 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 busy providing. So I feel like I didn't have like those bonds and those tools that I needed to help build like meaningful relationships and give me the proper communication skills and just, you know, things that I needed to navigate life. Um... So it isn't always like the hitting and the spankings and the yelling and the disciplinary part of it that alters the way that your kid is brought up. There's a lot that goes into it. So it's just like for me, my potential partner might feel a little weird about the way that I grew up as a kid because they're just like, you might be a parent who is emotionally and physically just unavailable for your kid because it's what you grew up with and what you probably think is normal 
thing is I do not. <laughs> I don't I I'm not ashamed to be, you know, open about the fact that I feel like my parents could have done a better job. Some people get very defensive whenever it comes to the way that they talk about the, their parents' parenting methods. Some people want to believe that they themselves didn't get messed up due to the way that they were parented and that their parents just could do no wrong. I'm not afraid about I'm not afraid about mentioning that. I'm not afraid about mentioning what is wrong with me and the things that are wrong with me that stem from my childhood. And because I'm not afraid to address those things and to see it as what it is, I know for a fact that the way that I parent my kids will be nothing like how I was raised as a kid. Because one, I would never want that for them. Two, I have been teaching and learning, teaching myself how to let go of those things and to understand why they're not healthy for growth and development for a child and learning everything that I can learn about being a more emotionally active and present and physically present person and parent in a future kid's life that it's not going to be an option. Me being the type of parent that I had isn't going to be an option. Just completely abandoning my kid, being sometimes he, never going to happen. Not giving enough affection, it's never going to happen. <clears throat> but it's also important for me, being someone who cares so much about that childhood development and raising a kid and advocating for children that I am with someone who understands the same level that I'm trying to be on. We're not going to be a physical discipline household. We never will. I'm, I'm talking about no pops on the hand, no pops on the butt. We're not smacking mouths. We're not hitting with belts. We're not hitting with hands. We're not hitting with extension cords, branches, nothing. We're not flicking. We're not doing any of that. Ear pulling, none of it. Anything that is physically, causes any sort of physical harm, whether it's the teeniest, tiniest little bit or the biggest amount, like, it's not going to happen. My kids are never going to have to worry about me laying a hand on them in a negative way, ever. And I have to be with someone who fully, fully understands that. And in order for that to be a thing... Patience has to be everything. It has to be everything. If you are with someone who is short-tempered, <laughs> listen, because that's all it takes. That's all it takes for someone to snap is that lack of patience. So it's important. Talk about this stuff. I know that it might seem awkward and it might seem a little fast-forward and pushy, but these are the sort of things that you want to talk about to ensure that the future for you and for your kid and for your family is going to be a good one. It isn't going to be something that is so rooted in constant arguments and just uncertainty about what's going to happen when it comes to your kid. You know, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't know. It. it it's crazy that all of this constantly just makes me think, 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 think. 
And like I've mentioned it before, I know that I want a family. I know that I want kids. It's something that I really, really, really do want. And I don't know. I feel like some people, they, they ask people who want kids the question all the time, why? Why do you want kids? Like there's no answer on this planet that can justify bringing another human into this world. And you're right. The thing is that you don't need an answer. You don't need to have a reason for wanting a kid. You can just want a kid. Some people have absolutely no, like, logical answer to why they want, like, pets, why they want to buy animals, why they buy anything, why they do anything. There doesn't have to be a reason other than you just want to. And I know that, like, that's a... that's a tougher one because we're talking about someone's entire life that like you're creating because you want to but it's like dude that's kind of cool a little bit like you can literally create a person and that person is just out in the world like my mom literally made me in her body and then pushed me out and then here I am and like I'm a whole person do I like being here no but I will never question my mom's like (laughs) decision to keep me you know it's just like I'm here and it's whatever but it's just like I want a kid like I don't know if I was planned I don't know if I was an accident I know there's a lot of kids out here in this world that are accidents and their parents didn't want them but they decided to keep them and do they always get the life that their parents wanted for them no do they always get the lives that they deserve no but the thing is just like if I have a kid then they're going to be planned and they're going to be loved and they're going to be taken care of and if anyone asks me constantly why is this something that you want because I fucking want to like (laughs) that's that's it you know and in this climate I feel like it's becoming so normal for people to not want kids and that's amazing I feel like I'm I'm happy that we're finally in a place where women can be so open about not wanting kids and there isn't so much ridicule that comes with that that's progress right there that's progress that's breaking the status quo because it used to be so common that like women would get shamed for not wanting kids and now it's almost just like people are dogging you if you do want kids like ew what you want to have kids yes (laughs) i do um and I don't know. I see it everywhere with my dream baby and just constantly working where I work, where I'm exposed to baby clothes and baby toys and just stuff all the time. It's like, I want this for me. And I'm going to be 27 this year. I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to 30 and I'm just starting to get kind of worried that it's not going to happen. And y'all, I'm I'm about to Google how the hell do I find sperm donor? <laughs> I'm getting, like, who wants to be my sperm donor, for real? Like, anyone? Like, I don't mind. As long as you don't, as long as you don't, like, try to pop back up into my kid's life and be like, I'm your dad. Like, dude, don't do that. Don't do that. But it's just, like, I don't also don't want my kid to, like, not have a dad. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. It's called, um, oh, what is it called? What is it called? Oh, what is it called? I think it's called Making family it's a korean comedy drama about this little boy who was created by his mom and a sperm donor 
and he grows up wondering why he doesn't have a dad, or not wondering why he doesn't have a dad, because his mom told him he knows that he was created from a sperm donor, but he goes his entire life with this missing part of him, He's and he wants to know who his dad is, because he wants to be like the other kids who have dads, you know, so he sets off on this this journey from Korea to China. He's a little boy. He's played by Mason Moon. If you've watched Baby and Me, then um, you know who Mason Moon is. He was the baby. He played the baby in that movie. But Mason Moon, he plays a kid in this movie. He's an amazing child actor. Um, <clears throat> he goes to Korea, to China... To meet his dad, he finds his dad, and the man wants absolutely nothing to do with him. Because, I mean, that's usually how it goes with sperm donors. Like, they they just give their sperm, and they want nothing else. They want that check, and then they're out, you know? Like, that's how it goes. So, it's like, I would never want to do that to my kid. Have them out there wondering, like, you know, wondering who their dad is. I mean, it's not even their dad, who their sperm donor, literally, their sperm donor is. Because, um, I mean, I've, I don't know, I've, I've thought about it. Like, who would I want to be my sperm donor? Like, if I could just ask my friends, like, hey, like, not even, not even like that, but just maybe can we hook up and then, you know, we, we create this, this contract agreement just saying like hey you know you get me pregnant but you kind of just like not you're not involved at all <laughs> and you don't get to pop up in my kid's life ever you know so I don't know because I'm just like I feel like I have a feeling that I'm never gonna get in a relationship <sighs> okay I'm sorry that was sad let's not do that <laughs> Let's not get into that. Dude, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. And woohoo. <sighs> Three cheers for celebrating Valentine's Day alone again this year. It's going to be a, a wowzer, a, a, a good one, a fun time, whoopee-dee-daw day. But anywho, to all my parents out there in the world who are listening to this, <sighs> How are y'all doing it? What is y'all's parenting style? I'm so curious. I want to know, like, did you struggle? Are you still struggling? Was parenting easy for you? Was it hard? A lot of people say that it's hard, but some people say that it's so easy, and some people make it look so effortless, and some people are like, they look like they're struggling. Like, they need they need super nanny. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, I feel like all parents are doing their best, and that's all you can do. Like, if your kid is taken care of like, to the best of your ability, like, they're fed, they're clothed, and all the things, you, that's the best you can do, and, like, hey, cheers to you, you're doing, you're doing the shit, and to all the parents who walked out on their kids, F you, they needed you, they're gonna need you, there's always gonna be that part of them that's, like, wondering where you at, so don't be that parent, don't be that parent, have the conversations with your partner, in the, in the beginning, and even now, if it's not the beginning, have the conversation with them now if you're listening to this about if they want to get married, if they do not want to get married. Ask them more details about that. Ask them about a family and all that shit like that. Don't make it weird, though. Just straight out flat ask them. Try to be respectful about it and be respectful about their answers, and then y'all make a decision based off of that. Do not waste each other's life trying to compromise something that is not compromisable. We're talking about big life moments, big life changes. These things have a certain level of permanency that just, 
you know, it's important. It's important. I don't know. That's all I have to say. Baby Elijah, I still miss you. To all the people out there with dream babies, maybe we'll see him one day in an alternate universe. <laughs> or maybe like a couple years down the line. Who knows? But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I will talk to you guys in the next one. Have an amazing day. A safe Valentine's Day. Y'all might be having some babies. There might be some Valentine's Day babies in the making. So y'all get ready to have that conversation. Use protection. If not, be safe out there. Pee afterwards. (laughs) And don't engage to, I mean, don't propose to your girl on Valentine's Day. It's tacky and she doesn't want that. I'm throwing that out there. Be original. Be original. (laughs) Okay. I'll tell you guys in the next one. Bye.